You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The BRICS Report. China. With Dr. Martin Davis, who is Managing Director of Emerging Markets at Africa Deloitte. Uh, Dr. Davis, good morning to you and a warm welcome. Oh, where's Dr. Davis? Right here. Yeah, can you hear me? Are you all right? Yeah, actually in Geneva this morning, so yeah. uh, thanks for calling me far away. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw there's something about Africa CEO, the forum that's there. Are you, are you attending that, Dr. Davis? Yes, yes, it was started yesterday. The Africa CEO's forum last year was in, was in Abidjan. This oh. year back in Geneva, and it really about 1,500-odd people, uh, captains of industry from the continent, uh, arguably more Francophone Africa, but, uh, but super interesting and, and great networking. Oh, fantastic. All right, let's pick up on some of the stories then. Of course, uh, around China. They're, China is now seeking to restrict overseas investments. It is. Uh, the Chinese, you know, about two years ago, Clive, they had a, a nudging $4 trillion U.S. dollars in foreign exchange reserves. Well, that's down to $3 trillion, not too much of a crisis. But the government's starting to clamp down because of the so-called supposedly irrational investment forays abroad. The official figures last year, China witnessed 794 outbound investments worth a whopping 226 billion US dollars. That was more than double than the year before in 2015. So in, in concern over dwindling or eroding foreign exchange reserves, the government started to clamp down and, and targeting so-called suspicious deals and imprudent outbound investments. It's not in everything, but key sectors and they're talking about sort of let's avoid wasteful investments in things like sports, entertainment and clubs, which don't bring much benefit to China. So I think uh, Chinese capital to, to Africa will be OK because not in the sectors, mostly into hard infrastructure and the like. But uh, the Chinese, I think Chinese government fears let's not do like Japan did in the 80s. As we became wealthy, we spent a lot of money abroad buying golf clubs and all sorts of things. And uh, that didn't work out too well for Japanese going back 30 years. Sure. Speaking of um, Chinese investments in Africa, President Paul Kagame of Rwanda uh, has visited China. Yeah, Paul Kagame from from Rwanda is a a relatively um, frequent visitor to to China. He was there a couple of days ago meeting his counterpart Xi Jinping. And um, the China-Rwanda relationship is developing. The Chinese are building a special economic zone, not just in Ethiopia, but also in Rwanda. A Chinese factory making um, footwear, clothing, textiles has moved in. Good good employment generation, at least. And uh, we're seeing some new commitments, $60 million committed already from China into Rwanda, into agriculture, rural development, um, and also building a new solar project in the country as well, bringing electricity. So the China relationship continues to ramp up with key countries, and, and countries like Rwanda, I think, arguably amongst the best at channeling that to, to, toward maximum, um, maximum development and positive human, uh, human impact on the ground in, in that country. Oh, fantastic. But what about this story? Chinese customs sees luxury goods worth 540 million U.S. dollars. Yeah, this is crazy. We normally hear of Chinese sort of uh, fake goods going abroad. Well, these are real uh, branded super luxury goods from this part of the world, actually, Switzerland. Uh, good luxury goods uh, worth, what's that, $140 million. That's approaching maybe 13, 14 billion rand thereabouts. Mm. China has pretty high import duties, uh, 60% on luxury goods. So all this stuff was bought in Europe, in Hong Kong, smuggled in, undeclared in containers for resale, obviously the margin, but less than the 60% import duty. Uh, back into China, the customs officials uh, were able to, to round up the smugglers. And it's staggering to just see what the demand for these super luxury goods 
products are in in China. And uh, despite the higher tariffs, uh, this is you know, not these smuggled goods, but despite higher tariffs, Chinese shoppers still account for a third, one third of all luxury branded goods sold worldwide today. It is amazing. The spending power of Chinese consumers and the separate demand in luxury goods is just unprecedented. Unprecedented indeed. Dr. Martin Davis, listen, thank you for talking to us. He's Managing Director at Emerging Markets uh, at Africa, Deloitte, and he is talking to us from Geneva. Enjoy Geneva. Dr. Martin Davis with the Brooks Report.